0: to Big Movie Experts, the movie podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are starting a brand new one as we are starting the Mission Impossible franchise. We get to see what old Tommy Cruise was up to throughout these past what, 20 years? Almost 20 years. Dude, fucking
1: looking like a baby in this one.
0: Yep. And how how impossible is his missions? (laughs) I'm your host. I'm your host, Joseph Lesle. I'm alongside the man who picked this franchise,
1: one Ricky Marcelli. Joe, how excited and then sad were you to see Emilio Estevez in this movie? Don't get me started. (laughs) You know what? You know
0: know how my outrage started with Cloverfield and whatever his name was?
2: Is this the Peter Griffin moment?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know what? It grinds my gears. You really, you tease me with Emilio and then you burn him off in the First 20 minutes.
1: And what legitimately might be the most gruesome death in any Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. It was
0: so good. <laughs> and the Emilio Estevez of the podcast, Keith Swetland.
2: Oh, man. I wish I had more Emilio Estevez references other than just like the Emilio from uh, neither Roxbury Might Mighty Ducks. What's like the top, what's the biggest Emilio Estevez movies? Is that Western that he's kind of big in? Oh. I feel
1: like it's Mighty Ducks for our generation. It's Mighty Ducks.
2: It's the. Um, it's gotta be like an actual most popular one.
1: He, what's um, his like action one that he was in? Action one. Hang
0: on. I got I got Emilio already pulled yeah, up. Yeah,
1: what's
2: yeah, what's the Emilio uh, mm. filmography?
0: Uh Emilio, uh <laughs> he was an actor in um the Money Ducks. Yeah. Um hang on. Money Ducks.
1: Oh, uh, St. Elmo's <laughs> Fire is the big one for uh, Emilio. uh yeah. out, say
0: uh St. Elmo's uh fire. Stakeout, another stakeout. Oh, isn't he isn't he um,
2: another John Hughes movie?
0: Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Yeah. Oh, he's that's the big one. That movie's yeah. sick. <laughs> he's in a really bad movie called Maxim Overdrive. It's a Stephen King movie. Basically, it's, uh uh vehicles become, you know, monsters and stuff, so.
1: Oh, right. Emilio does the Lethal Weapon spoof.
0: L- loaded weapon. Yep. Yeah. Young Guns and uh Young Guns, that's what I was thinking of. One of uh one of my favorite uh, uh Min at work, him and Charlie Sheen Min at work, good great movie. Siblings, is that
2: their yep. relationship?
0: Yes, yes they yes. are. They are brothers. They because are because
1: what's his face's his name? Oh my they're,
0: god! They're Martin Sheen's son Martin Sheen's yeah. Uh, Charlie went Charlie's uh with the Sheen name, and Amelia went with the Estevez name, and that
1: brother. Do you Emilio think the wasn't tiger ashamed
2: the... <laughs> of his heritage? Do you think the tiger in the blood comes from the mother's or the father's side?
1: Probably the father's side. I feel like Martin Sheen's like, well, a fantastic actor. Also a little crazy.
2: What what year what was
1: think? what year was saying winning funny? I don't like, think it was ever funny. five years ago. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it was definitely more than ago. five. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, six. I'm going to say it there. All right. uh, I'm, I think I'm, I'm
1: more than six, buddy. We're old, bro. That I'm going to bring winning 30s. back.
0: Winning. There we go.
1: <laughs> it probably was at least a decade ago. Oh, well, anyways, you, don't you,
2: you, you asked how I'm doing. Sorry, my I got a
1: new.
0: I didn't project. ask how you're doing. I was just ignoring you. <laughs> anyways, the, the
2: mission, if I choose
0: to accept it, is to bring back winning. Winning
1: <laughs> it has no connection to this film. It does. It
0: will now. Winning. Uh, <laughs> speaking of old, that was funny. This movie. Yeah, this movie is old came out May 26, old. 1996. PG-13, runtime of one hour and 50 minutes. Directed by director Brian De Palma as he directed movies such as 1976's Carrie, 1983's Scarface, 1987's The Untouchables, 1993's Carlito's Way, and 1998's Snake Eyes. I have has a mama. fucking
1: list. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, he Brian De Palma is one of those like
2: unimpeachable masters. He's like, he's a pro.
1: How do they convince this guy to do Mission and like a fucking? I mean, because when you stop to think about it, and really, we'll think about it when we get to the later movies in this franchise. This is all based of off of just a shitty TV show.
2: Yeah, like a I've never 60s? watched it. When was isn't that? It kinda, it's like corny, sort of sticky, like like a uh, silly, isn't yeah, it? It's I've never very watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: very
0: campy. Yeah. Um, Well, this movie has its moments. Oh yeah, nineteen sixty six moments. Nineteen sixty six TV show, but then a sequel series started in nineteen eighty eight of Mission Impossible. So there is two shows, but the nineteen eighty eight one only went two seasons, while the other one went. uh, The sixty six one went to seventy three.
1: I was about to say, I bet no one remembers the eighties one. The sixties one is the one that like is popular with the older crowd yep. yes
0: um where are uh oh he also did femme fatale i just want to you know oh, that, that's God the damn, uh dude
1: what like there's people who if they made one of those movies would coast mm-hmm. for the rest of their career and this dude's just fucking like banger 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 is, is Brent diploma alive
2: like, what, uh, I wonder what his most, what is his most
0: recent movie. If you got that. Most handy. recent movie, I, I, I uh, let me let my page load. Uh He is alive because he has two upcoming movies, and oh, uh, his most recent one was in 2019, and it was called Domino.
1: Oh man,
0: Star- wait, wait did Domino? I no, 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 not, not that the Keir Knightley one, not the Keir Knightley oh, one, the okay. Jamie Lannister. It looks like it's a straight to DVD. <laughs> Brian De Palma. No way. But uh, that was his most recent one. Um, he did do. What else? The Black. Uh, what the oh, one? wow.
1: He did The Black Delilah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, that's um, pretty recent, isn't
0: it? 206. Jesus. So. He's done a lot. Uh, movie stars, one Tom Cruise, as we jokingly, and we're probably right about that. Tom Cruise currently is maybe the last <laughs>
1: real movie star. It's,
0: There's a few of them. There's just a, a few. Blockbuster, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, I
1: was thinking about this. Tom Cruise is like our like movie star of our generation, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, he is like what you, what, like, who's the fucking guy? I'm gone with the wind. What's that guy's name? Oh,
2: like Cary Grant or something. Yeah,
1: like he's like our Cary Grant, right? Like he's a when you think of yeah. movie star, you think Tom Cruise.
2: Yeah. yeah, but there's still a few of them around. You got your like Brad whatever, Pitt, like Brad uh, Pitt. But yeah. I'm
1: saying he yeah. he tops the list when you think yes. of mm-hmm. movie star. By the
0: way, uh, it's Clark Gable. That's in Gone with the Wind, Keith. <laughs> Not Cary Grant. Not Cary Grant.
2: <laughs> Cary Grant's um, and some other
1: stuff. I was also thinking of Clark Gable, no Cary Grant. I, either one, they still both work. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they will talk like
1: this, see? Right, <laughs> see? But it, well, Tom Cruise tops it, the list. Like he is the movie star of our generation. Big.
0: Yes, because it's just look, look. You know, even though his personal side is crazy, but <laughs> you know, he brought us Top Gun Maverick, and he's like, I, you know, that came out was ready two years ago, and the pandemic hit, and then he's like, no. This has to be a movie theater experience. And it was, a, I, <laughs> and, you know, I
1: saw it three times in the theater. I mean, he's also bookended like most of my like, I grew up watching Days of Thunder and OG Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise has been a movie star to me since I was a child.
2: Yeah. And then, yeah, not to get to it too much already, but this was one of my kid. This is one of my kid movies yeah oh yeah tom cruise was it like i i watched this one i didn't understand what the hell was going on but i loved it
1: <laughs> and this my memory was this was a much more complicated movie than it actually was
0: I, i'll be honest i'll I'll, just, I'll say it now this is the first time i'm watching these mission impossible movies mm-hmm. and i feel like i need to re-watch this one again to fully understand what this movie like <laughs> oh, what's because I it's complicated like, as hell still. Yeah, yeah. Same. Because to me, this is one of those movies that if you blinked wrong, you left the room, if you didn't pause it, you lost you lost it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like See, you it's know. funny because
1: to me, they the thing that prevents it from being a perfect movie was a 20 to 30 minute time period where they literally laid everything out for you and explained everything that happened and laid it to bare and obvious. Mm-hmm. As but to what happened and how it happened, I'm like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. Uh, so uh, the
0: movie stars Tom Cruise, uh, John Voight. He's just known for being batshit crazy and biting George Costanza. Uh, Emmanuel Bird, Anaconda, Bur- Anaconda. Burry. Anaconda. Oh, Anaconda. Okay. Also, uh, I, did, I Man- did love
1: the fact that younger John Voight still just looked old. <laughs> yeah, he always looked right? eighty.
2: That was right, something uh, we I joked about when I was watching it the other night. Was that what's the whatever the wife's. Character actor is she looks like Emmanuel she's about seventy four years Flair. younger than him. Right? Yeah,
1: I was like, she's in her twenties, and he looks like he's in his sixties. What the? But fuck? then we looked
2: it up, and she's like not young. That actor when she's making this movie.
1: Oh really? Like were they close in age?
2: <laughs> well, I I- mean, probably right now. probably not terribly close, but like
0: she was. I think she was like thirty. I think when so. John 30. Voight was born in thirty eight. So go to ninety six. <laughs>
1: That's pretty fucking John Boyd still acts now when he was born in 1938. He's in 84. Or
0: two. <laughs> and then Emmanuel Berard. Uh,
1: where so he would have been in his 60s for this film. Emmanuel, wow. Emmanuel. I mean, he looked 60s in this film. Like I, that's what yeah. I would have guessed. She was born in 63, so yeah, she was I'm 33 20, in. Yeah. Yeah, so she's uh, 30 years younger than him.
2: Yeah. Checks out. But but I feel like a lot of movies she would be like 20,
0: like the actor. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh Henry Cazerni, Jean Renault. I love um, that guy. He's he's so he, good
2: in everything he does.
0: He's kind
1: of the same person in yeah, everything he great. does, but he's <laughs> yeah. so good at it that no one cares.
0: I was like, oh, I saw him. I'm like, oh, is this the same character from like Leon the Professional? Yeah, he's basically for... been
1: Leon the Professional his entire career. Yeah. yeah and then Ronan, and it's just like, what? Uh, Ving, Ving Rames. Dude, to talk about someone fucking looking young. I was That's like, oh, shit. Hat. Vin Rain, young Ving Rains. Like, that guy's a heartthrob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we
0: also have a uh, Christian Scott Thomas and Emilio Estevez, who's uncredited Emilio? for this
1: role. Yeah, because badass <laughs> gets just fucking gouged, right? First of all, why does an elevator even have those things at the top? <laughs> There's swords in our elevator.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about them. We got to talk about speed then, because speed, you know, we have the same scenario, but speed is you're getting crushed instead of uh, stabbed to death. So what did you guys think of uh, Mission Impossible this time from the first time?
1: I loved it. I still love it. This is such just a classic spy, what's going on? What's happening? Good-looking people doing cool things, cool set pieces. I still loved it, even with it being campy at times, even with it being old and the old Internet being hilarious. It's still just a fun fucking movie. That's just even with like stuff where you're like, well, that's fucking stupid. That could never happen. (laughs) It's so easy to just be like, whatever. Who cares? It's just fun. I loved it. I had such a good time rewatching this movie.
2: Oh, yeah, it was a it was a good old time. It was some of the lines that came back to me that I remembered remembering, like the red light, green light, like the, that was the that one stuck with me. I remember I was obsessed as a kid with the helicopter blade almost cutting his throat. I thought that was probably the coolest thing in the world. Oh, I st- I still kind of do. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's so cool. He almost and then like the guy faints inside. Man, what a badass. <laughs> but no, the yeah, the, all the performances were great. It was the a little. Like I, I kind of disagree with the plot stuff. I thought it was like very complicated. <laughs> and it was like almost it could have been simpler. And then they wouldn't have had to do the big explainy bit that I think you're talking about. And like they could they, they could have like tightened that down a little bit, maybe have one less double cross, have someone just actually be who they are. But that's not mission impossible. You gotta have the masks. We gotta keep the mask bit going. But so, you know, yeah, it was fun. It's hard to I'm I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be reaching for flaws.
1: I always think the mask thing is the later movies cuz it's either 2 or 3 where like they go way too over the top with the mask and like every other person is in a mask. Mm. I didn't I didn't remember it being in the first movie.
2: I like the way Tom Cruise acts in that opening sequence on the plane cuz he's like he's not he's not acting like Tom Cruise.
1: Like you he, mean not on the plane. Yeah,
2: when well, they're on the plane. That's
1: No, he's not <laughs> in a plane. They're in like Are you talking about when he's like in Kiev, and they're setting that guy up to give him information.
2: Like the the plane crash when they the guy dresses like Tom Cruise at the very start of this movie. When the plane runs into the the plane runs into the snow.
1: That didn't happen in this movie, bro.
0: Yeah, huh? Uh,
1: wrong movie, there, pal. No, dude. This movie opens with him getting information from another spy in Kiev. With the girl dead on the. And she like and he shoots oh, adrenaline in right.
0: arm. <laughs> what the fucking hey, movie hey, are you hey, talking? Yeah, about? what are you fucking talking about, dude? Are you talking
1: about Mission? Are you thinking of the one you weren't supposed to watch yet in MI two? Yeah, that's not even happening
0: that. yet. That's not even in two yet. Two's desert theme in the beginning, but for me, this is my first go around with these. I'm uh, very interested to see how Joe takes this Mission Impossible movies. I have seen only one, and that's the sequel. So I have a feeling there's nice. going to be
1: some gears involved. <laughs> So weird that the Hey, only... hey Peter. <laughs> this, hey Peter. This is Joe's Terminator. Yep. Like yep. me only having seen 3, Joe only seen John Woo's Mission Impossible is so hilarious to me. It's pretty tight.
0: I enjoyed this movie. Um <laughs> as I said before it's that you know, you got to pay attention. If you, you know, sneeze, you might, you know, that's 20 minutes of the movie right there, plot-wise. <laughs> of, like, you missed because you sneezed. Um, I do remember... I played the game more oh, than yeah. I did... The, but by me playing the game, I mean I played the waiter scene. Basically, that's the first level of the movie, of the video oh, game.
2: Was that game first person or third person?
0: Uh, third person.
1: I would say most of the game, like because Bond after Goldeneye all went third person.
0: Yeah, it was third person. Because you just like you have to walk around, you have to be a waiter and then take the mask <laughs> off and then become the suit and all that jazz and like I the like Mission
1: Impossible game might be boring cuz there was no real gunfire. There's no, no actual like no, shootouts it, in this game or in this It break. was
0: it was boring. It was boring beyond <laughs> yeah. the being the waiter scene. Like it was full b- boring after. But I enjoyed the first episode, the first uh level after that, meh. Um for the movie, I was I said it was entertaining. It holds up for being seventeen years later, you know. It um it's just that crazy thing to see Tom Cruise, you know, being Tom Cruise, but it's like nothing's changed for him. He's gonna say, big. isn't this technically this is peak. Tom Cruise? This is this is peak Tom before marriage stuff happens on the outside world for him to be like jumping on Oprah's couch. But it's amazing how like
2: crushing of a moment that was for him. I mean, he's kind of a bonkers guy, but like that one, like 15 second clip, like so disproportionately just broke him down. (laughs)
1: The what jumping on Oprah's couch. Yeah.
2: That was a huge moment in like culture.
1: No, people just being like, man, this guy's fucking crazy.
2: Yeah. yeah, Fuck this guy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think more people when they found out that you know he loved fucking aliens, starting God. the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> Woo! God damn, dude! What a fucking run right now. So it starts, I this I guess interview with the vampire would probably be. Oh no, yep. a few good men would be the start of the run. Few good
2: that? um a Few good men's big interview with the vampire is big.
1: And then you get Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, Eyes Wide Shut. Wow. Magnolia mission impossible to uh vanilla sky minority report last samurai
2: yeah, who's kubrick and spielberg within the same like five years
1: so i guess after minority report is when it's like he hits a bit of a rough patch because it's last samurai collateral war of the worlds
0: which he was nominated for an oscar for collateral
1: collateral was sick
0: <laughs> yeah like collateral is a yeah. A, a banger for some people but like I'm on his I'm on his thing too I'm on his wiki like look, listen to this for Tom we start with the outsiders he has a, you know he has part of that then it's risky business all the right moves legend top gun color of money cocktail young guns rain man born on the 4th of July days of thunder <laughs> far and away a few good men the firm interview with a vampire mission impossible Maguire and then Wasn't born on the fourth of July, Oliver Stone?
2: Like this guy's worked with all the big, like every single.
0: Um, Oliver Stone is born on the fourth of July.
1: Yeah, like that's. He's then he with... bookends <laughs> it by banging his wife on camera. <laughs> but like that, that
0: those movies start in nineteen eighty-three, mm-hmm. and he goes all the way to. Basically 1999. Yeah. And then he hits a little snag. I mean, and he then... wasn't a
1: snag for like a while. Like, look yeah, at a lot you of can these say movies. Tropic, you, can say tropi- you can say Tropic, you can say Tropic Thunder was yeah. the return for him. But even then, it doesn't like jump right back up after that. Like, I like the Jack Reacher movie, the first one. I never saw the second and one. it but, wasn't. I was I
2: was about to say, isn't Jack Reacher like kind of good?
1: It is. <laughs> it is, is <laughs> but it's not like it's con- it's not like considered a bander. No. Edge of Tomorrow's
0: awesome. Oblivion's yeah. also awesome. So that, you can yeah, start at Jack Reacher in 2012 and then he's back on a hit after hit. And we can well, exclude the mummy. We can exclude a the mummy. mummy. What
1: the fuck is American Made?
0: It's uh it's a movie. Oh, oh that's no, the exactly. one where
1: he's a drug runner, isn't it? Yeah, he's running for the CIA. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that's right. about uh it's about Air America. Yeah. That's weird. He just didn't work for four years between The Last Mission Impossible and Top Gun. I wonder what happened in those Top four gun. years. <laughs> Top Gun. It's just <laughs> him training for it. Because like that is legitimately the longest period of time of him not making a movie in forever. He did a two-year break from 08 to 10.
0: You know, He Tom hadn't Cruise... taken a
1: four-year break ever in his career from the moment you know, like he started. Maybe... He had not taken that long a break from making a movie.
2: Maybe, like, Elron Ron Hubbard was right, and, like, Xenu's real. <laughs> and like, that's how Tom Cruise gets his fucking super magic movie star power.
1: Like, well, the weird thing is that apparently... We're all the fools. <laughs> he has distanced himself from the church. Yeah, they just yeah. didn't allow him to actually do, like, a full split because he's, like, you know, considered the face of that fucking...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Also, I should retract my... Pr- not a church. cult.
0: <laughs> he's no yeah.
1: longer the face of that cult. And then... Tom Cruise's upcoming movies are the
0: two Mission Impossible's that we would talk about when they come. The Tom Cruise space movie that he's going to go to space for. Say what? Yeah, he's going to do it, and then live. There's a rumor for Live, Die, Repeat, the sequel to Edge of Tomorrow.
2: Right now, Tom, like Tom Cruise could do anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he's going to go too. to space. He's literally going to go to do a space movie on the moon.
1: I mean, you can make the argument that he saved. He did. The he did. The theater experience.
0: The dude is bonkers. So the fact of we, the videos of him accepting awards, he's like, "I'm uh, parachuting. I'm filming yeah. Mission Impossible right now. Thank you for watching Maverick. I gotta go." And he's like, has AirPods in his ear as I'm he's so like, hyped for
1: Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning's gonna fucking slap. I can't wait till we get to that.
2: Well, I think that one thing that. Like I think bringing movies back or bringing movies, saving movie theaters might be a little exaggerated, but like he brought up the conversation of like real movies. I think to the larger non dorks, like oh, that's like a real ass big blockbuster. This is cool. This is fun. This is good.
1: It just it should be seen like yeah. movies are made to be seen yeah. in this type of like situation, and not everyone can afford to actually have home theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like these movies are made to be seen on a big screen with big loudspeakers.
0: Yeah. Like, like again, he's, he bought the, you know, when matrix and Marvel movies go straight to digital, he's like, no, 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 you will have to watch top gun Maverick in theaters. And, you know, since it was such, you know, it got 1.5 billion. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) $1.5 for it.
1: That's a B, not an M. A B. I still stand that the ending kind of sucked, but that was still a great movie. Yeah.
0: So let's get into Mission
1: Impossible. Rick, give us the plot. Boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Mission Impossible. Ethan Hunt is a spy extraordinaire one of IMF's best and brightest under the tutelage of Jim Phelps. That is, until a mission to catch someone trying to steal a list of operatives in the field goes sideways, and Hunt is the only member of his team left alive. Or so he thinks. After being disavowed for being suspected as a mole, Ethan formulates a plan to track down the true mole, the one who got his team killed and bring them to justice. Who can Ethan trust? Why does he smile like a psychopath? And why do they just blatantly give away the twist to the movie? Find out all this and more in Mission Impossible. The song, though, how about that song? It's been in my head all fucking day. I gotta
2: go back and listen to it. It's just the theme.
1: It's just the theme from the show, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, but they add a little bit more rock to it. Oh yeah, they—they they, they add some da, spice. Da, 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 da. Well, what I'll a classic! Doing this, <laughs> doing this rest of the podcast, by the way. Da, cool. Da, da, a little backing track. But
2: what? What like a classic da, composition? Whoever like wrote that song is, should be should be patted on the back. Da, da, given da, da, given a Starbucks gift card.
1: I mean, they're probably striking right now, so I don't think they'll take your Starbucks gift card. <laughs> Rightfully a, so, I'll by the way. Rightfully striking. <laughs> I want my coffee. <laughs> I, I want um, to be I think, properly <laughs> paid for the work I do.
0: I don't want no uh, computer to be my AI guy. Dude, uh, fuck
1: AI generated shit. Fuck that shit so hard. Yeah.
0: Um, I know the theme song is, I want to say it is my dad's ringtone. So anytime someone calls, it's <laughs> just... Dun, 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 dun. Um, and
1: just that clap. Because I mean the whole like intro, like that striking a match and lighting a fuse yeah. thing is from the original. It's still like just fucking slaps. It's so good. And,
0: but it's that crazy thing that they do the open opening. They do when during the opening credits, they show literally like plot points of the movie in like the montage of like, it's like, it's trying to be like a yeah. TV
1: show type thing. You know, it's so fast though, that like it, it's your first yeah. time watching mm-hmm. it. You're not going to have any fucking idea what they are or aren't showing. Yeah.
2: And I'm, I'm stealing a little bit from what I'm going to talk about later with the Ebert thing. But uh, Roger Ebert points out how like Brian De Palma, he's like this, he's like a very like strikingly visual director. And he's like, cl- clearly got this resume. He's like a high end filmmaker. So he's handling this like campy TV show stuff. But like putting in these like striking and like striking visuals and cool like, camera compositions. Like some of the shots in the, when they're scouting out the restaurant scene that Joe was talking about are just amazing. Like some of the, like the zoom outs and like the way they frame everything. It just looks, it's an awesome looking movie. Like this, the the picture of it. And that's, that's like paired up with like Tom Cruise literally doing street magic with floppy disks.
1: (laughs) Dude, I fucking love that scene. It was so stupid and I went on for so long. (laughs) I loved every moment of it. And you knew you knew mm. that fucking Leon the Professional had the real disc the whole time and Tom Cruise was just fucking with him. Well, yeah. he got fucking handsy with his uh mentor's wife. That was awesome.
0: <laughs> never never uh, go after the you know the grass or you know, whatever the saying was you know like don't you your painting company ink or whatever. Yeah, don't basically don't bang my wife and it's like, well don't shit where you eat. Yeah. But yeah, like for it's like for me, I it's a it's a kind of a good like who's done it type movie of the fact of like you know we have John Voight being shot and then you know the the whole team's being killed and it's like oh who's gonna do it? But for to be honest, after a while, I'm like it's probably John Voight. John Voight is the bad guy. Like he's the mole. <laughs> well, he looks like a bad guy.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. John Voight always is a bad guy. Yeah.
2: Well, and I guess where I was going a little bit with like Brian De Palma being this like masterful artsy director was that like it kind of doesn't matter if you lose track of some of the threads because like it's just it's a fun ride. That's why I was. I think that's why like it's it says something that I was able to enjoy that movie as a kid because like it's clearly like it's a bit much for whatever I was ten or ten or so when that came out, like ten or twelve. Yeah, it's a lot to watch that and be like. Well, I don't know what's going on but like there's a bunch of cool stuff happening <laughs>
1: like, you would have been ten Joe and I would have been nine yeah. and I, and I probably didn't watch it and I probably didn't catch it till I was like eleven it was, it was on rental like, was, i
2: I never saw it in theaters I watched it at home
1: oh yeah this was a this was yeah. a vHS ass yep. movie mm-hmm. I can picture the VHS box in my head right now
2: <laughs> I
1: had the soundtrack it was one of my I remember that was one of my early CDs I got
2: because i like the theme so much <laughs> and then it has a sick cranberry song on it the dreams it's not in the movie but it's on the soundtrack i'll have to look up the soundtrack and see what's
0: on it see if i can remember anything yeah um but you know I, I like the beginning of the whole the movie of them like you know it's a uh, fun though, like hey they're they're a real team and then you know hey you know they they ragged Boy, you know, where are you staying? You know, it looks like we're doing the grunt work while you're the one living up in the Ritz Hotel while we're living at this, you know, crappy hotel. Can you bring us a cappuccino machine? You know, it's like, that was fun to see the aspect, of, like the beginning. It was at such venture.
1: a simple, like, scene that sets the stage for how, like, close the team is mm-hmm. and why what's about to happen is so, like, destructive to Ethan. It's not like these are just a bunch of random spies thrown together. Like this is a team has yeah. done multiple yeah. jobs. The, like, each other is, they are important to each other.
2: And De Palma does in like three minutes, what a lot of other movies fail to do for like the entire thing. So be, oh like... God,
1: what movie did we see recently? Oh no. Okay. It was a game recently the newest um Jedi game, Jedi survivor mm-hmm. where like they intro a new like, team that he's hanging out with and a bunch of them spoiler alerts die in the like opening credits of the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like what? I don't care about any of them. Like why did you just intro all these people just to kill them? I don't care about any of them. Dying, fucking, This isn't important to me.
0: Fucking code. I, I saw I saw a meme about uh Revenge of the Sith and how how uh um I don't know like there's like a video of when Anakin's going to kill the younglings and it's The comment says, I don't know if George Lucas thought this would be the day. And, like, as people are watching it, when the lightsaber comes out, they're like,
1: yeah! Yeah, they (laughs) cheat Anakin, just (laughs) murdering children. Yeah, they just... (laughs) Everything about, like, every shot in this film just establishes what it needs to establish so well. Yeah. I think it does a good job. Like, I think it went too far into it when it showed Ethan, like, Going through everything in his head and showing how he's like, oh, Voight did all this and he killed everyone. And even double questioning whether or not Voight or his or Voight's wife killed like the chick in the car with the car bomb.
0: Yeah. Like that scene alone. it was just like, OK, this is him thinking John Voight. Maya did it. And then he's like, we're good. Right. And like, yeah. And then I'm like, so is he like, that's like one of those things. Like, I think I literally sneezed. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) does he know he's bad? Like, I got so confused for like that split second.
1: No, that was basically saying the whole thing, and Tom Cruise is now coming up with a plan as to yeah. That's why he contacts the CIA or IMF. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm gonna be on this train. I'm gonna need you to help fucking arrest these people. Uh, the The point to me that falls apart is it's between that scene and then going forward to the holy bible when he sees that it's from the hotel in chicago that void to stay that yeah it's that moment to there where i'm like oh where well, they're just giving it all away at this point yeah
2: Well, i, I like they could have like just done the hotel bit in the bible cuz that was pretty cool i like that shot whenever Or him remembering that i thought that was kind of fun but the the job job wordplay like puzzle was awesome i love that
1: oh yeah that was good
0: <laughs> yeah uh do you that, guys the want... spycraft
1: stuff was all yep. spectacular. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, that like it's it's like a good spy/who done it until they like this this movie's an hour 50 and I paused it and there was like 30 minutes left and like at that left, last 30 minutes that's when they finally put like this is what's happening like you know. Now we're <laughs> we back from
1: the beginning, you know. We don't use this term as much as we wanted to when we started this podcast, but to me this movie is a tight 90. Yeah. Like bes- like I don't appreciate that over explaining part for the 20 30 minutes but this movie doesn't feel overtly long and drawn out no. Like everything yeah. feels to the point and where it should be no, when I, agree, I was yeah, at like...
0: 120 I was like oh this ain't bad And like 30 minutes off I'm like <laughs> I still I, I still feel fresh like watching the movie
2: 90% of it was a tight 90
0: <laughs> yeah all right but, all right guys fun game here I want you to guess who was offered and thought of for Ethan Hunt Oh, man. And for Jim Phelps, John Voight's character,
1: there I are think... three names
0: for Voight. One, two, three, four, five, six, six. My, for my internet stuttered
2: right there. Did you say I? Uh, are we guessing actors for Ethan Hunt and John Voight? Yes. yes. Okay. Three, three
0: for Voight. Six for you. Don't have to do six, but six people were offered and thought of. I'm
1: guessing Morgan Freeman for Voight. I'm guessing who's the Russian guy from Rocky Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Guess Dolph Lundgren. And that's all I have for that one. And now I'm going to okay. think about Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh,
2: Brad Pitt, Bruce Willis. Maybe Kristen Slater. I'm, I'm going to go Kristen Slater. I think that's a uh, good guess.
1: I'm going to throw in. Um, Oh, my God. I can't think of his real name right now. I'm completely blanking. John Wick. Keanu? Keanu? Yeah, Keanu. Oh, he was
0: big right now. He would have been so good. Okay. So here, okay. This is so 90s. All right. For I like the Christian the, Slater
1: guess by Keith, by the way. That's such a yeah, good 90s. Was, guess. It was a good
0: guess. It wasn't, it's not one of them, but it's a good guess. For the John Voigt character, like this is 90s, guys. Michael 100. Douglas, oh, Al yes. Pacino, yeah. and Ew. Robert Redford.
1: Michael Douglas could have worked, but Al Pacino would have been garbage.
0: I think Redford would work. Redford yep. could have worked too. Think of uh, Winter Soldier. Arguably,
1: basically. I would have loved Michael Douglas in that role. Michael Douglas was fucking great in the 90s and he could have eaten up that role. That's not That'd to say Boyd didn't do a good, good yeah. job, but like Michael Douglas, that dude can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for
0: the Ethan Hunt character, George Clooney was offered the uh, role, but he turned Whoop. it down to do uh the movie one fine day it's with uh michelle pfeiffer
1: don't get me uh, wrong i love george clooney but that would have been awful other people it, okay. that
0: was don't don't
2: quote me on this but i think bruce willis does full frontal in that movie you're
1: one Fine you, you days like... have that to pull out of your mind Oh no, the color of night.
0: That's the Bruce Willis movie where it's he does the full color time. of night so... because one fine day is PG, and I don't know if they want me <laughs> thrown out full on wang. And, hey, you uh... know
1: there was a time where PG still showed full on like, tits uh, it, and wang.
0: Uh, Keith, it is the color of night for I one. Knew Bruce it. I'm so good. But speaking Except of we Bruce Willis, yeah,
1: but
0: he was <laughs> right about him being exposed as wang. It's just wrong PG movie, so. <laughs> Uh, so Clooney was offered but turned it down to do the the non Bruce Willis Wang movie, the non frontal uh, movie. <laughs> but Bruce Willis was
1: considered. John Travolta was considered. Ew. Ralph Fiennes was considered. Ralph. Mel Gibson. <laughs> Hines, oh, and, Mel Gibson. That makes sense for the nineties. And Nick Cage. I
0: think it's Tom Cruise. Tom yeah, Cruise I is think, even,
1: huh? I think Tom Cruise. That was the right choice. Especially of that list. Holy fuck, we came up with a better list than that list. What the fuck?
0: And you know.
1: Dude, was Nick Cage ever not attached to a movie in the 90s?
0: No. No. And then the original director uh choice was John McTiernan, diehard director. Mm-hmm. He was the original choice to be this. Also, he directed Last Action Hero.
2: By the way, can none of us pick Die Hard? Why? <laughs> those back movies are so rough.
1: I mean, yeah, but like the original. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Now, if we're going to do one of those, I want to do Lethal Weapon.
2: Yeah, I've never yeah. seen Lethal Weapon. Not even one of them.
1: But, Keith, you're getting too old for this shit. I know.
0: Um... Emilio Estevez was cast uh, in the role to create a sense of shock in the audience when he died early in the movie. The filmmakers felt the casting such a well-known actor in the role would increase the impact of his death. Coincidence or not, this was Emilio's last appearance in a high-profile movie for many years to come.
1: God damn, they killed Emilio out of movies <laughs> because he's like not that good. <laughs> <laughs> But God.
0: it's it's like the Milo Esquivas thing is like Drew Barrymore and Scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You had that big
0: yeah. name, and then you killed them like right away. You're like, wait, what? You watch him get
1: fucking shish
2: Scream, Independence Day, and in Mission Impossible.
1: It's a fucking banger year.
0: Bangers, bangers, bangers. Um, where is I had something? You know what? You know. We have the, you know, the also in the video game, you got to do the scene of Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt dropping from the ceiling. That scene, that like that whole sequence is awesome. Like the idea of first, not for uh, uh, the uh, Leon, um, Leon, yeah, uh, not for Leon because
1: like you don't have a device that you can
0: find a way to crank him up, but he has to legit hold him by it, you know, by the rope. By a very Roper.
1: complicated pulley system. There's like seven different pulleys on there to help him. And yet he's still struggling to hold up Tom Cruise. It was, it was to help with the decibels.
2: Okay. <laughs> Dude, that um,
1: fucking God, that scene, though, I want to talk about that scene. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I wish I could go back in time and see that in the theater. Because just watching it at home and the. Complete silence as he's dropping down but you hear the wire tingle and all that. Like just, I bet in theaters, that scene was fucking immaculate and just so fucking cool.
2: There was another Ebert reference. I'm going to drop here. He's that scene is pretty, I mean, it's, it's clearly the most famous scene in the movie, but I guess that that idea of like a silent theft scene is like maybe or homage paid homage to from like these like, heist movies from the 50s that that they list in the review, so it's this cool i think it's a cool old it's a cool trick to have like the silence building the tension it's
1: awesome it's also funny how like it's such a cool fucking scene but the camp in it is so fucking stupid because there's just like this giant box on the wall being like fucking things are armed now and showing it on i'm like that, that fucking system would never have this giant box that just says on yeah, God, yeah. seeing original computers too, like 1996 like I remember the first computer we had at home was in the shades of green type computer oh, oh, so, wow. like having colored computers at that time was still like pretty new yeah so it was just crazy to see and yeah. especially seeing Vin Rames later on what is still a Macintosh <laughs> computer Yeah, you the can way, tell about the logo
0: by the way, um, that scene, hang on, that was a Apple computer that uh, the Apple laptop that Ethan was using was a product placement that was not yet on the market and wasn't even fictional.
2: Nice. It wasn't even real. Uh,
0: Apple computer had a 15 million promotion link to the movie that included the game, print ads, and television spots for the television shows. Jesus. Um, uh, this was an attempt on Apple's part to improve their image after posting a $740 million loss in the in its fiscal second quarter that year.
2: Speaking of that stuff, did you guys catch the Budweiser kind of obnoxious little product moment.
1: Yeah, the bottle that was just behind him logo perfectly the facing camera. the camera. <laughs> and then I uh, love that Tom- shit. That shit's yeah. so stupid to me and funny. It's nice like the to Brian De
2: Palma has to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. He should, uh, he's said he's like setting up this immaculate scene with all these important moments. And he's like, make sure the fucking Budweiser logo is <laughs> facing the camera.
2: Got his fingers over his nose, closing his eyes. Uh, OK. <laughs> uh,
0: the cable drop scene was really the scene that. Made Tom Cruise agree. To this, to cool. the role um the director was pitching the idea but he's like nah i'm good and then he's like what about this scene he's like i'm in um tom talks uh, tom talks about how he kept hitting his floor face on the floor uh because him falling down wouldn't work then the actor suggests that he put coins in his shoes to balance him out himself (laughs) out which caused him to balance himself out that's fucking awesome well
2: that's that's that scene like rattled through a culture. It like made it to parody. It made it to like sketches. It made it to like yeah. Austin. Pa- I, I think, I think Austin powers parodied that scene.
0: <laughs> well, mm, Maybe not. Some movie did. No. I don't mean, know. Tom Cruise just, in,
1: just in Austin powers as mm-hmm. Austin powers because of the mission impossible movies.
0: Yeah. I, that that scene's awesome because I you know, watching it for the first time, you, it's like, you know they're going to get it, but it's just like how how the surroundings is awesome about the scene of him going down. You know, they can't make a noise in the vent ventilation. The guy that, you know what, the room they're going into, if one degree changes, it sets the alarm off. The... If one noise happens, it sets the alarm yeah. off, so they have to be dead quiet. And then and then they, you know, poison the guy who works in the office and he has to, you know, puke his brains out. And And then he gets sent to
1: Alaska for it all.
0: And it's just awesome. I think it's just this like it's one of those things in these action spy movies like, oh, they got away with it. But then uh, Leon decides to, you know, have his knife out and then it just falls
1: in just that slow motion of like oh shit. It's also the part of the movie that's really stupid because if something like that happened they'd instantly just lock down Langley yep. and like no yep. one would get in or out. But for some reason this guy was just like hmm, that knife is strange and gave Ethan's team plenty of time to get out.
2: Well, it does a very like TV show pan out when after that too.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but that 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 whole scene was awesome. The um, The fish tank, you know, when it's, you know, the bubble gum and don't chew or, you know, what green green means, you know, gr- go red stop and blows it up if you use the the tape. I like that gadget. That was cool.
2: That whole scene was good. I like the tension in it when he's figuring out that there was the other team there.
1: Yeah. When he like it's also because if you go back and watch. Like the original scene, you can see those operatives nice. like, dead eyeing them. Like you can, pu- you can yeah. go back and pinpoint them out. Like it's not just something they say at that moment. Because I thought it was weird at one point, because there was two people coming up the stairs just dead eyeing them. I'm like that <laughs> seems weird. And then later they were IMF agents, and I'm like, well, oh, that's cool.
2: And I love it when a movie has a moment like that where it, they demonstrate how like competent and good and badass like Ethan Hunt is. He's like, Yes. He's like, he noticed that stuff without even blinking. And like it was always known that he noticed that stuff.
1: <laughs> and just that line, dropping that line of why was there a second IMF team there? Just catching yeah. that dude completely off guard, being like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. Like, well, all the people in this fucking room right now were also at the event I was at earlier. So you tell me what the fuck's going on, mm-hmm. asshole. By the way, I'm blowing up these fish tanks. And I'm gonna run out through all these fish now. Bye. <laughs>
2: yeah, poor fishies. <laughs>
1: Dude, that was a cool restaurant, though. I wonder how much a plate yeah. at that restaurant cost. Probably like one hundred and fifty bucks a plate. <laughs>
2: back in back in ninety six, in ninety six money.
1: So like seven thousand dollars today. Yeah. God, just it, every, every every set in it, this movie is so cool. It it you
0: know as you know I I'll just hop hop on the you know Keith stuff about Marvel how it's like. Everything's behind a green screen these days and for like Marvel and some movies too. But it's like just having them film on location and like film in an actual set for, you know, the small scenes
1: is awesome. And I mean, there's green screen in this movie and it still comes across really well. Like Mm -hmm. spoiler, Tom Cruise wasn't on the top of a fucking speeding train. (laughs) Well, they're filming that.
0: Well, thank See. you for bringing that. Thank you for bringing this uh, the scene up. We're talking about it. But here's my little uh, long thing. Our here. Tom Cruise
1: didn't fly away from an exploding fucking helicopter. <laughs>
0: the script well, that Tom.
2: <laughs> well,
0: well, well, hang on. Well, you don't know what Tom Cruise uh, is capable of. That's well, right. Let, let, let me tell you what uh, Mr. Cruise is. Uh, Powerful up for uh, the script that Tom Cruise approved called for the final showdown to take place on a top of a moving train. Cruise wanted to use the famously fast French train, the TGV, but the rail authorities did not want any part of the stunt performed on their trains. When that, when that was no longer a problem, the track was not available. Um, Brian De Palma, visited visit railroads on two continents, trying to get permission. Well, Tom Cruise took the train owners out for dinner and the next day they were allowed to use it. For the secret <laughs> for the actual secrets, Cruz wanted winds that were so powerful they could knock them off the train. Cruz had difficulty finding the right machine that would create the wind velocity and that would look visually accurate before remembering a simulator. Uh, remembering a simulator he used while training as a skydiver. The only machine of it is kind in Europe was located in Europe. It was located and acquired. Cruz had it produce winds up to 140 miles. That'd be 225 kilometers per hour. So it would distort his face.
1: The dude's so fucking insane. Like, so not on an actual moving train, but, you know, still being insane shit.
2: Well, it it makes me feel good that it's not like a bit that started in whatever 2014 when the Mission Impossible movies got real crazy. Like he's always been that way.
1: (laughs) I mean, he was in fucking jet planes for the original Top Gun.
2: Mm hmm.
0: No, now I have to but God yeah, damn,
1: Tom Cruise always has good theme songs for his movies. So I have I know, the Top right? Gun theme stuck in my head. Go, that mummy song. Okay, <laughs> that, we don't talk about mummy.
0: Um,
2: okay, the opening the
1: mummy dance. What well, we opening can talk sequence about, Brent Fraser. the Fraser is
2: sick. Wait, like, wait the, the wait. first like five minutes of the new mummy The movie's uh, oh. hot garbage, but the first like eight minutes or so is pretty rad.
1: I'm still surprised that they pulled the plug on that so quickly because they had a whole monster universe. Mm -hmm. Like I get that movie bombed a little bit, but you don't just like you have to still you have to work through an IP sometimes to get where you want to go.
2: No, they wanted that. That was when yeah, people were trying to get that Marvel money.
1: (laughs) But even like everyone thinks Marvel just like suddenly was like making billions out the gate. It wasn't like. I mean, Iron Man was a big movie, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like what it is now where they can just print money by putting out any yeah. garbage they want. Like, you got to build up to that type of IP level. By making more mummies. Well, monster universe, but yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're going to get oh, like is... Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde movies, and fucking Frankenstein movies. And... And
2: what's his name from
1: gladiator russell crow he was in it he was gonna be part of it <laughs> crow uh was, what was yeah. he he was a monster right
2: he was, he was gonna
0: be the werewolf
2: i thought he was hide or something
0: no hang on um god there was a lot of names in that movie for how
1: <laughs> much it collapsed
0: <laughs> by the way I um,
2: it's more of a up my alley, but I'm very excited to watch The the Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe. Of watched course it yet. you are. <laughs> yeah, it's a very Keith movie.
1: That movie bombed, didn't it? Well, yeah, it was never. It should have been straight to Prime. Dude, they fucking <laughs> spent money to advertise that for WrestleMania. Like, that's not a cheap spot.
2: No, and a funny, it's a old funny news spot about that particular Russell Crowe movie. They, someone on their like design team did some qu- too quick a Googling and they tried to find Spanish Inquisition logos, but instead they found the Inquisition logo from Dragon Age video game series.
1: Oh my and god, put it in the mo- and put
2: it in the movie. <laughs>
0: you think you would have better checkers than that. So, Har, uh, Javier Bardum was going to be in, I think he was going to be Frankenstein. Uh, Johnny Depp was going to be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. No, no, Russell Crowe was. Mm-hmm. And I want to right. say Johnny, yeah. Johnny Depp was going to be like maybe the werewolf or the mummy. Was he in it? Not the mummy. What?
1: Johnny Depp. He was for future ones.
0: He was a future. Like there was like uh... the infamous photo of uh, Crowe, Baldwin, Cruz, Depp, and Sophia Burtella. Who like was the mummy in the new recent re- re- one?
1: Like that was gonna be the monster verse, but then it just failed hardcore. So they went, no, right, we're done, dude. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't go through with it. I probably would have always been like, man, the mummy sucks, but I bet the monster universe would have <laughs> fucking slapped. I bet I would have been so into the monster universe.
0: Uh, one reason, um. Another reason Tom Cruise wanted to make this movie was for the gadgets, because Tom Cruise said that he wanted to feel like he was ten years old, ten years old again. So he thought, what would be the coolest thing to see for
1: gadgets? God and there wasn't like there was cool gadgets in this movie, but like it gets so much better as these oh, films yeah. go. Cause this one it's really just like the gum. I guess there's a sweet make you vomit pen. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's like that. That make you vomit, pen. That's like an any spy movie, you know. Like squirt, squirt, and then you're oh new guy in the back. The way, that, that, that
2: that scarred me as a kid.
0: Watching
2: <laughs> that, watching that guy get sick, and was like, oh no, he so that looks horrible. That,
0: so that's why you still put a napkin over your cup when you when you leave the table.
1: Yeah. What if uh, what if because no, what to, he does to dudes at clubs? Yeah. What if someone? Uh, what
2: if I come in and someone's dangling from the ceiling trying to get something out of my top drawer?
0: That's when you are yelling, "I am
1: Batman." <laughs> I'm Batman. Um, and then, the like, we that... think about now, like the glasses and like getting straight feeds to a computer and stuff. We think of now, we're like, well, anyone can fucking like, I have that all the time available to me. But in 1996, that's like crazy cutting edge. Like, what the fuck is that type mm-hmm. stuff? Yeah.
0: Um, the scene that takes place in the grass wall restaurant with the big lobster tank in the middle was three huge fish tanks overhead. Was Tom Cruise's idea. There was 16 tons in all of the tanks, and there was a concern that when they detonated, a lot of glass would fly around. So the director tried the sequence with a stuntman. It didn't look convincing, so he asked Tom Cruise to do it. And Tom Cruise did it.
1: And Tom Cruise is like, why did you have anyone else do it but me? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Throws a cigarette on
2: the floor, (laughs) steps it out, and walks in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. I'll do it. I'm in,
0: yeah. uh, the character Jim Phelps, the John Voigt character, is the only character from the original series. so, and there's a lot of people that weren't happy about that of the oh, way they geez. made them, the way they made them. But come okay. on, you know, from watching the TV show to that. So
1: who cares
2: about the TV
0: show? <laughs> people I mean, did he, in ninety six fucking
1: people. there's that that well, was the, a very big show
2: well ninety six, if you're like fifty. You you, you might care. There
0: (laughs) you go. This was the first movie to have a release of over 3,000 theaters.
2: Yeah. I wish they... I'm surprised Cinemark or Regal or something has done like a Mission Impossible. They probably have.
1: I'm sure it's coming up with the new one coming out. They'll do like what they did with the Fast films Mm -hmm. where every day leading up to Fast 10, they were showing one of the movies. They might do that leading up to the new Mission Impossible is every day leading up to it. And if they do, yeah, I'm gonna go see the OG Mission Impossible. Yeah. Well, if a timing, yeah, if the timing, Well, a little
2: sausage making here for the experts here. If our timing works out, it'd be fun to go catch one of them. We'll see.
1: It'd yeah, be, dude, cool. I will. I will go see the OG Mission Impossible. Like I don't like. Yeah. I'm excited to watch the rest of them. I'm excited to watch Henry Cavill fucking cock his fists. Mm-hmm. But this is the one that's like. I will go see that in theaters just to experience the fucking wire scene in a theater Yeah. to experience yeah. the fucking exploding away from the helicopter and then getting a blade inches from his throat. And then also getting that scene after the helicopter explodes of getting to watch Void just get grounded into the ground as the helicopter crashes.
2: Yeah. Well, and these, I'm, um... These first few, it's still heartthrob Tom Cruise. Like for the first oh, couple yeah. movies, he
1: is a good-looking man.
2: So he turns, he just turns into more like action guy as we get into the new
1: ones. Well, I mean, he gets older. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. while well, the TG, TGV the train is electric train powered by overhead lines. No, no power lines were visible above during the train scene. The TV, uh, the TGV was instead pulled by a diesel locomotive for the needs of the movie, making the pursuit on the roof and the helicopter flying behind it possible. It's good stuff. Um, The movie was praised for her over the top action, even though there was only five gunshots throughout the entire movie and none of them by Tom Cruise.
2: The action is like still impressive to me.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I actually love the fact that it's not like a James Bond movie, and that there's not mm-hmm. just like giant shootouts. Yeah. Like it's legitimately like more about espionage and yeah, guns are stressful. Smarter. Uh, Tom Cruise deferred
0: his twenty million dollar fee for percentage of the box office taking. So, oh, wow. I bet
1: that paid out for him. Oh, and he yeah,
0: got he has a producer credit too. He does. <laughs> this was his first movie that he was producer, yeah. and you can think about it. He was two people in the movie. So he could have got paid for both since he was the senator for that one scene of the POV shot. So that's the thing that just, you know, someone put it like, well, he did two people. So, but um, that's
1: real balls to be like, I know I usually like you could pay me 20 million for this movie, but I think this movie is going to do so well that I'm going to take a percentage. Yeah. It,
0: i like i like
1: like the the cool it was
0: you know the cool scene uh, i think keith said earlier about how the helicopter flew in the way that's a different movie keith thought of no um the uh, like that was so long ago guys
2: can we just uh move on <laughs> the
0: the, <laughs> the scene of um them talking to the guy like man you killed her you killed her and it's just like come on give us the name asshole give us the name you know like that was like so cool then like Once they get it, like it's just like one of those like scenes of like the whole room just starts breaking apart. Like, oh, that's a sweet ass setup, you know?
1: Well, especially when you go into it, like, because he opens that scene by like being so pissed drunk, he doesn't realize how he got there. So that Mm -hmm. means they knocked him out and then built this thing around him, put him in it to do that whole thing. And that's just so fucking cool to think about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, fucking put the other spy lady down to the point where she has no heartbeat that can be told to make that guy think she's dead. Not sure why they couldn't just get like a cadaver body, but.
2: No, put no. Drag dragon corpse in there.
1: I mean, there's a bloodbath. They, yeah. they have tons of access to fucking bodies.
0: It was looking like a bloodbath, you know, oh,
1: I want to talk about the one scene with Voight, though, where like he pretended to shoot himself And like, who was he acting for? Like, he was doing so much acting on that bridge. Like, I guess it's just in case someone could see him.
2: That's funny. Yeah.
1: But like all that (laughs) acting he did on the bridge, just in case someone could see him and throw him. Like, why did he even throw himself off the bridge? He probably just like didn't have to. (laughs) Like, I don't think he had to do any of that. That's funny. But I guess it's just really to sell that he's dead. To fucking. He taught Ethan Hunt his
2: tricks. That's true,
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree. It's
0: it's that fun thing of like, wh- who are you acting for, dude? Who are you? Acting for? Oh, I've been shot, and it's like, okay, okay, we got it, dude. But like I said, like it came more clear and clearer. I'm like, oh, Voight's the one that did it, and <laughs> mm-hmm. they. I like the idea of like they said in the in the lore about how they kind of kept the scene of um one of the girls one of the women being blown up in the car like they kept yeah. that more of a mystery so cuz at the end when the wife confesses that she did it like they just kept that open to you know to see who could uh
1: well cuz Ethan doesn't want to believe it he wants to believe yeah. that she wasn't in on it that she yeah. is good that his lustful thoughts towards her aren't mm-hmm. for the wrong reasons but they are you're just a hornball, Ethan. You're just a hornball. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, like again, this I think this movie rocks in a you know, in a surprising way for what it is. It, for it, me just being like
1: it stands the test of time. This movie yeah. still is a slapper.
0: Um Absolutely. also also, by the way, John claude Van Damme was considered for Ethan Hunt, but he turned it down.
1: He turned nope. it, he, wait. He got offered it before Tom Cruise. It's
0: what it says it doesn't that's... say, if he, but he just said he turned it down. That
2: means he would stinker.
1: have. Okay,
2: that's it. Would have been one of those like campy classic Van Damme movies that I've never seen.
1: God damn, I, I can't think of Van Damme having to actually act.
0: Yeah, it just would have been. Hey, have you ever seen Street Fighter? That's his finest <laughs> acting. He's American. He has the American flat tattoo on his arm like Keith does on his uh, shirt right now.
2: Hey, don't ask me where I was in January.
0: Oh, there we go. Are <laughs> right, you, you going Jim- to be
1: indicted like your favorite president?
0: Is it like you and uh, Jimmy Pesto? Were you guys running the... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was trying to figure out who that was in
0: Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Jimmy,
2: Jimmy's- P- Jimmy Pesto. I like think Jimmy Pesto's a bad guy, too. That's so funny.
0: So, <laughs> Keith, uh, okay. what did uh
1: oh dr ebert yeah doctor a very alive
2: mr ebert gave uh he loved it gave it three out of four stars and i found a pretty fun little reading series i think uh the bottom line on a film like this is tom cruise looks cool and holds our attention while doing neat things that we don't quite understand <laughs> Doing them so quickly and with so much style that we put our questions on hold and go with the flow. And the movie is over. It, it turns out there wasn't anything except the flow. Our, our consolation, I guess, is that with our consolation, I guess, is that we had fun going
0: with it. I, I I just think I came up with an idea for the show going forward. I will hear about it in a second. What do you guys think?
1: So you guys want to take a guess what the budget for this movie was? I accidentally spoiled myself, so I know hundred. Okay. You go a hundred. 80 million. All right. Which for ninety-six, that's pretty big. Yep. Yeah. Gross
0: for this movie. Uh domestically got 180. Internationally, 276 million. Sweet. Worldwide, <laughs> 457 million dollars. Again, for ninety-six, that's pretty goddamn good. It was the third highest grossing film in nineteen ninety six. And this is when I have my new idea of I have the top ten for
1: nineteen ninety six. For grossing films. Yes. The only problem with this bit is that if we do like movies in the same year, we're gonna. Oh, we won't. We answer. won't.
0: No, no, we won't. I would do it when it's a new year.
1: In nineteen ninety six, uh, Independence Day was like the fucking toast of the town. So that is
0: number one. Yeah.
1: Something uh, else beat MI. Was there change? By,
0: James- by thirty seven million.
1: Ninety six. I don't I don't know like what movies would have come out in '96 to guess. Yeah, this is point. hard. All
0: right. Scream. All right. <laughs> All right. No, because no, Scream wasn't a big
1: for the opener. No, out. I know. Yeah. I
0: don't Scream's know. ninety. Just... Scream's 97, too. Okay. Uh, number 10 was Space Jam. Hell yeah.
1: Okay. That's the 10th highest grossing film for 96. That's crazy. Yep. Number nine is Jerry Maguire. Okay. I had two no... top 10 grossing films in the same year.
0: Number eight, The Nutty Professor. Hell yeah. Seven is Ransom. Okay. Six is hundred and one Dalmatians. Five is the mm-hmm. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Four is the Rock. Three is Mission Impossible. Two, not the Twister.
1: Same. What oh, a Twister! God damn! And,
0: and then Independence Day at one.
1: Aren't they making a sequel to Twister? Yes, uh, they are. Nope, not. With the uh, with Hangman
0: from Maverick.
2: There's like Len There's not there like straight to video sequels already.
1: That's well, Sharknado, but this is like an actual, like, true sequel. Yeah, yeah. a can- This is a canon moment. <laughs> yes, canon. <it's> just Twister. <laughs> so We're getting the Twister verse.
0: Yeah. So uh, for the box office for May twenty fourth through the twenty sixth, the website only shows uh, four.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Weird movies. Yeah, I would have thought
1: ninety six would have been unattainable information.
0: Yeah. Um, number four and it was first week with only twenty-seven uh about twenty seven hundred is a movie called A Modern Affair. It's nothing I've never maybe heard maybe there of. was
1: only four movies. Maybe that's just what it was. Well, I don't know.
0: Number number three in its twenty-seventh week with one point three million was Toy Story.
2: Twenty-seventh <laughs> week,
1: half a year. <laughs> Dude, movies used to run a long yeah. time. Number also, two, was, its... there didn't used to be so many movies out at the same okay. time.
0: Uh, number two in its third week with 29 million was Twister.
1: God damn, 29 million in third week. That's pretty good. Mission was Impossible,
0: Mission Impossible, were number one, uh, with 45 million. Ooh, it's a word of mouth movie. I want to check something, see if I can. Uh, mm,
1: 45, that's over half its budget. Mm-hmm. I think that's just like I mean that'd be in like the hundred million dollar range nowadays. I think so. I think that's just a straight up blockbuster release.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, let me check. That's one insane thing. though. Twister's only like thirteen million behind that in its third week,
2: and no one cares about Twister.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was a fucking mega movie at the time though. Because what it has, yeah. Helen oh Hunter. wait, hang on,
0: hang on. Sorry, here we go. Oh shit. here's the here's the real box office. I apologize. Oh. Um, you're up, yeah, I know. Uh, number <laughs> ten was a movie called Heaven's Prisoners. Don't number nine it. is The Birdcage. Do you know that? Number eight is Primal Fear. Edward Norton, Richard yep. Gere. Number seven was Toy Story.
1: It's still in its twenty uh, seventh week. Yes, it's the yep. seventh highest grossing movie. Yep. Those kids, uh, number
0: <laughs> number six is The Craft.
1: Oh, that's a no, witch movie.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Number five is The Truth About Cats and Dogs.
1: That sounds familiar and I don't know why. I think it's Tempers Willis.
0: No, it's a Uma Thurman, Janine uh, Garofalo movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number four is Flipper. Number Hell, three, yeah. number three is Spy Hard is the Leslie Nielsen movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Number 2 was Twister and then, but uh Mission Impossible got 56 million Mission Impossible because it's the Memorial Day weekend so it was, they added the extra day. Mm. So 56 million. What did Twister get? Uh 37. Jesus so,
1: Christ. So it's still at 37 million in its third week. That's So it so what it says is a
0: Mission Impossible on that extra day got an extra 11 million. And Twister got an extra eight million on dude. People are
1: some fucking movies to beat the heat over Memorial Day weekend. Because
0: what I wanted to see was how Mission Impossible did in the second week. Yeah, and it's still first place with twenty-one million. Twister was second place still with seventeen million. That
1: movie had some staying power, apparently.
0: Does it go the next week? Does it go three? Nope, The Rock beats... Trister goes down to three as The Rock comes out.
1: Next, Dude, what a run of fucking movies, though. You had fucking Twister, and then Mission Impossible, and then The Rock. And
0: then the following week after that, The Cable Guy came out. Jesus. And then after that, Eraser, Notre Dame, The Hunchback of Notre Dame came out. That's like... That is what we're having now in the 2023 Think if we went to the movies in 1996 at this rate that we did now. Almost every week there'd be a movie. This is like that time frame of like holy crap.
1: Hey, to nutty- spoil when we're filming this, sir, we get fucking Transformers and then the flash back to back weeks. Oh, so yeah. like but we're not, living like, it up.
0: Seriously, I'm this I'm legitimately I'm week 6 for Mission Impossible right now. <laughs> Strip tease and the nutty professor come out. God damn. I'm like, I'm legitimately this going week for week, and then Independence Day comes out.
1: By the way, Twister made more money than Mission Impossible. Twister had almost a $500 million box office.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, I'm... I'm, 96 is impressive. I'm eight (laughs) weeks into Mission Impossible's run, and it's now out of the top ten, while Twister is still in the top ten.
1: Why is Twister, like... Which I guess Helen so Hunt is like Helen Hunt at this moment.
0: Yeah,
2: if you go and ask twenty five normal people out on the street, like what movie they care more about, it's yeah. going to be Mission Impossible.
0: But uh, don't worry, this is Independence this is now Independence Day is now run as it's in its second week with a total of one hundred sixty million in two weeks in the. So as Mission Impossible is at one hundred seventy one in its total gross in eight weeks, while I, Independence Day got it within a two weeks
1: i mean that was also peak will smith like will smith yeah. was like we all loved will smith that's right
0: don't say his wife's name uh ratings imdb gave this a 7.1 out of 10 rotten tomato all critics 66 top critics 50 percent, and audience is 71
2: hey, it Damn, was, people it was are hating when... on
1: mission impossible
2: well this was back when it was like cool and the like it was cool to go against the critics
1: yeah but even still audience only 71 yeah before
0: we glaze them we're gonna rank them as we'll be uh ranking for the mission prosper franchise the cruisy cruise or cruisy tommy or tom the tommy (laughs) best best gadget best impossible
1: moment and movie um i always love how we have all these creative names then joe's just like and and movie joe
0: hates the categories (laughs) i i love them they rev my engine but they They don't don't belong in the
1: podcast (laughs)
0: yeah so let's start off with the tommy
1: mine is a couple moments with tom cruise where he just stared at people and like w- the one I remember the most is when he was talking with Max when he first met her. And he just has on the most Joker fucking insane smile. Well, just dead eye staring her in the face. And it creeped me the fuck out. And it just made me think that that's the real Tom Cruise leaking through a little bit into Ethan Hunt. Job's gonna be
0: there, time. right? He's gonna be there. Job's gonna be there.
1: Just fucking, I'm gonna fucking murder you and your whole. You, you wanna see a trick?
0: <laughs> uh, but uh,
2: Keith, what about you? It's either it's between the, the sprinkling the light bulb on the floor or uh, the, the, the disc, the floppy disc magic trick is not my number one.
1: I mean, yeah, that was great. There was way more glass in that light bulb than that light bulb had glass. <laughs> by the way, and I like that uh,
2: it
0: worked. That was the coolest part of that. Uh, mine is the floppy disc because uh, looking into it, it was just sleight of hand like yeah you know street so magic that's what it was like legitimately it was no um, i was literal, dude that was the zenu magic i'm talking about man he could do magic
1: <laughs> he didn't yeah, have r- that yet rumor oh, has shit.
0: it rumor has it david blaine is just ripping off tom cruise's magic so
1: oh, checks God, out damn.
0: uh best gadget mind freak mind freak
1: um oh. i mean it's the gum There's not that many gadgets in this one. It's either the glasses or the gum. uh,
0: Mine. Or the internet. The internet was a gadget. (laughs) The
1: internet's a gadget. That's fair.
0: Mine is a weird gadget. Mine's the masks.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fair. There are the gadgets. It's between
2: the internet and the masks for me.
1: Dude, (laughs) the fucking internet when he types like two, like the ats for the emails he's sending. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's not how email works.
0: Yeah, dear. This. So I'm doing masks. What are you guys doing? Gum. Gun. Okay. Gum. Go red means gun, stop. Green means gun go. Gun gum.
1: Keith. Explosive gum.
2: The internet. The thing.
1: Okay. Hey, here's a
2: little here's like almost as old. That's a little older than the winning. Al Gore invented it.
0: Eh? Man, bear pig. Best impossible moment. So
1: I mean it's the f- exploding away from the helicopter.
2: Although pre pod, we didn't like set the parameters of what that we define an action scene because the the hanging off a string is like the most famous action scene.
1: Yeah, I'm I, going. I'm doing that too. one.
0: I'm doing the hanging.
1: Yeah. Dude, no, he com- does catch his own fucking sweat drop in his hand, so it doesn't yeah. hit the floor.
0: What are you doing, Keith? Yeah, I
2: mean the most the most memorable scene in that entire movie is hanging going through the lasers
1: <laughs> it's also yeah. fun to see that that was like because what's in your head for that is that when he goes down he's already like perpendicular or parallel to the floor mm-hmm. but like the scene of him like going down head first and then like acrobating himself to get flat and turn oh, its the, stuff the was so off good the desk. Yeah.
2: oh so good and those little, little ballerina
1: shoes he has on. <laughs> also, fucking Langley, get better exterminators. Why is there a rat in your fucking air duct system? <laughs> no.
0: Get it together.
1: Uh, and then for movie, it's going to be the first one, Mission Impossible. For well, if I'm going to fucking curl up, I'm just going to spoil it now. It's always going to be Mission Impossible one. If I'm going to curl up to watch a Mission Impossible movie,
2: that'd be kind of a weird move to fire up like Mission Impossible
1: four, <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Protocol. Yeah.
2: The reboot.
1: I mean, I feel like three would probably no two is probably the weirdest one to boot up. Like, who's like picking to watch John Woo's Mission Impossible film?
0: <laughs> well, that's what we're watching next week, so we'll find out. But before we talk about next week, we're gonna be glazing Mission Impossible one.
1: Glaze, 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 glaze. Stars, stars, glaze those stars. God, I should have come in with the harmony.
2: Because the- <laughs>
1: there wasn't there's like I tried to like get music and I saw the soundtrack, but I'm like, there wasn't really any actual music in the film. Just the uh, yeah. But there's a bomb ass fucking theme song where you can just glaze some stars to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here, boys, this is what we need to do tonight. All of us just need to glaze some stars to the fucking throw in the mission impossible soundtrack serenade our ladies to the mission impossible soundtrack and call it a night
0: well before we do any of that the uh, stuff where we are we, we give mission impossible uno all right i'll go i'm gonna do i'm gonna stick with my four and four and a half
1: I also am going to do a four and a half. It was close to being a perfect movie. Mm -hmm. But like I said, that 20 ish, 30 ish minute part where they kind of like laid it all out to bear kind of killed it for me. Well, didn't kill it for me, but it stopped it from being perfect.
2: Well, and for me, I needed a long because I hadn't seen this movie in many years. So I need I think if I had seen it more recently, it would have been less would have been a little less.
1: I don't know, dude. I think this movie just slaps all the time. But yeah, four and a half. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a four. And with that four, that'll bring Mission Impossible in at a 4-3-3, making it our third highest rated movie of 2023, coming in just behind Anchorman and Terminator 2. So yeah, good fucking movie.
0: Uh, pre-glaze, uh, Ricky, Uh, you went three and a half. I went three, and Keith went four and a half. So, hey, good on you, Keith, to remember what your pre-glaze was for Mission hey, Impossible. Hey, can I know that, what you just said? And do, I,
1: do, am I allowed to know that?
0: I I don't know. You're the one that, you know, you pre-glazed last week, and you nailed it. So, we're going to pre-glaze for Mission Impossible too. so what do you guys give it?
1: Uh, two. Three and a quarter.
0: I'll give it a three. I think it's gonna be silly. I'll give it a three. Let's see what. Let's let's get nuts. Limp Rank, biscuit. You know? It's got
1: Limp biscuit.
0: And that's like a full. That's the full two right that's there. A whole star so. right there. Yeah,
1: that's a whole star. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be your whole star of the movie. <laughs> By well, the way, get ready for get ready for what? Mission Impossible at four three three drops it into our tenth most highest individual movie ever dropping crouching tiger hidden dragon off of our top 10 list that's a shame so the bottom of our top 10 list now is a four three three. so like we've built up a pretty like top 10 movie list matrix still sitting very high at the top
0: we'll see we'll see if the day comes with that, that that can be uh you know dethroned but we'll find out um yeah, we're, we got, we're getting ready for an hour and a half just to just talk about Limp Biscuit next week as we talk about Mission Impossible 2. You can go to NoSoEntertainment.com. That's right, NoSoEntertainment.com, where you can find all the things we do for you. You can follow all of us on the social medias. We're not Keith, but you can follow us at NoSoEntertainment or e n t at Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever. You listen to your podcast.